Cyberspace, the final frontier. These are the voyages of your new business enterprise. It's ongoing mission to explore strange new domains, to seek out new sites and new monetizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. WebmasterRadio.fm So logical, you'll go out of your Vulcan mind! WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Make an impact on your interactive marketing through performance, advertising, community outreach, and technology. Be captivated by the people who are leading the wave of change in the online marketplace. This is who AdTech is. AdTech Connect, your weekly radio show. Get behind the scenes with industry giants. Be privy to the insider track. Witness the newest technologies. Make sure you're in the scene each week with AdTech Connect. You're connected now with your host. Welcome to this special edition of AdTech Connect. Everyone at AdTech is happy to report that AdTech New York 2006 was again a success. Here on today's program, we're going to highlight some of the interviews that were conducted on the AdTech trade show floor with WebmasterRadio.fm's roving reporters. Jim Hedger and Brandy Shapiro-Babin sat down with several notable attendees, taking a moment to ask them questions about who they represent and their experiences, their views, thoughts, and opinions of the AdTech trade show in New York. And now we showcase AdTech New York 2006 on this special edition of AdTech Connect. Coast to coast and worldwide, webmasterradio.fm presents the best in trade show coverage from around the planet. Now, webmasterradio.fm, the official radio station for AdTech presents live coverage from the show floor at AdTech. We now bring you an AdTech Spotlight. Sponsored by PaperPost, the consumer-generated advertising network. Spread buzz throughout the blogosphere and kickstart your viral marketing campaign at paperpost.com. Viva la revolution. From the trade show floor, here's our roving reporter. Live from New York at the AdTech show, this is Jim Hedger for Webmaster Radio. And like Darren said a few minutes ago, we have a hell of an interview coming up. We have Jim Stern. Jim has just done two sessions, totally packed, standing room only. You couldn't get in these rooms, and if you could, you were getting in and slamming elbows against people. His uh, first one had the uh, amazing title, Unified Theory of Marketing, and the second one was Tracking the Customer Funnel. I want to jump back to the first one, though, the Unified Theory of Marketing. Jim, what do you mean by that? Well... I've been doing presentations on how to measure the success of your website and how to do customer service online. And uh, Chairman Susan Bratton came up to me and said, look, we need, we need something broader, bigger picture. What, what do you think about marketing overall? And I thought, oh, like, like the big picture. She said, yeah, do that. So the unified field theory says it's not just shoveling money out the door at, at the speed of light squared in order to build brand. It's about being customer-centric. It's about listening to your customers, knowing who they are, knowing how they buy, and focusing on the buying process instead of on the selling process. Are you as concerned about various channels that, that your clients are using? Uh, well, consumers are using all kinds. Consumers are using all different channels, and they don't think of it in terms of channels. They think of it in terms of what's convenient for me right now. It's 10.30 at night, your call center's closed, I'll go on the web. I'm walking down the street and I see your store, and oh, I've been meaning to go to your website, but the store is right here, so I'll go right in. They don't think in terms of what's the proper channel to answer this question. They think, 
What's convenient? For your clients, for, uh, who, well, actually, who are some of your clients? Who are you consulting with? My clients are all over the map. Um, it's major brands, it's uh, pharmaceutical companies, it's technology companies, it's, uh, it's I mean, they're, go to my website at targeting.com and there's a list, but it's, it's people who need a little bit of direction. So I, I, I introduce myself as internet marketing strategy consultant, and the two questions that I answer for people, first of all is, is Jim, how do we make our website better? And the second is, what should we measure? And the answer to both of those is, well, that depends. What are you trying to accomplish? And that starts a big, long conversation because business goals are really a, a tricky animal to get your handle on. So I work, I, I'm sort of a corporate therapist, and I use web marketing and web analytics as my excuse to, to, to dig into people's corporate insides. When you're digging in, uh, this is a very general question, but you know, in general, when you're digging in, what are you finding? What, what do corporations need to do or think about directions they need to go in? Okay, so what they need to think about is that uh, this stuff is complex, humans are complex, and anything you can do to simplify anything is always good. So that's the first step. Um, what should they focus on? Uh, well, it depends. So there's proof that I'm a consultant. It depends on who their target audience is, what their corporate goals are, what their customers are trying to accomplish, and how well they are helping their customers. And knowing what you want as a business, we want to raise revenue, we want to lower costs, we want to increase customer satisfaction, we want to open up new territories, pick one and focus on that. Now, how do your customers relate to that goal? What are they trying to do? How do you help them accomplish their goals so that you can accomplish yours? So how do you help your clients do goal setting? I ask a whole bunch of impertinent questions, and I make them come up with answers, and I, and I put the screws to them. I, essentially, people hire me so that I can ask the questions and, and demand the answers that they are not able to ask of their superiors. You know, when you get hired into a company, you've got about three months where you're the new kid on the block, and your, your concepts and your ideas and your input are valued because you're a fresh breath of fresh air. After that, you're just another employee, and what do you know? So let's bring in a consultant to tell, you know, it's, it's the forest for the trees thing. People get so busy amongst the trees that I lift them up and say, well, wait a minute, the forest is going up here and down there, and, and how are you going to manage that? And I just keep asking questions until they came up, come up with a game plan. It's, it's a great job. How many of your, uh, now I'm, I'm not asking you to name names, I'm not asking you to rat out on anybody here, but... I think a lot of us in the marketing world, in the online marketing world, we find um, sometimes our customers or clients, uh, I don't want to misuse the word, but sometimes to be kind of like clueless, you're working with major corporations, you're working with Fortune 100s. Would the word, and again, to all the Fortune 100s out there that I know are listening, would the word clueless sometimes fit? Cluelessness knows no bounds. Uh, cluelessness exists everywhere. And, and, and as one gets older, one finds that youth exists everywhere and in every corporation, and youth has the downside of, of lack of experience, but that age has stiltification. So having the proper mix of wisdom and people who don't know what cannot be done together so that there is brainstorming and there's excitement, but there's also, well, wait a minute, there's a danger side here, is, is what will get us over cluelessness. So we need people who are not my generation to help explain what's going on online right now. We need people who are over my generation to explain how the board makes decisions so that we can get funding for this, that, or the other. 
cluelessness happens when one or the other is making decisions without thinking about the other side of the coin. So if I'm only focused on bottom line, only focused on what senior managers want, I get clueless really quick. If I'm only focused on the latest fad and the coolest thing, I get, I get pear-shaped in an instant. Your second session, tracking the customer funnel. How important is, uh, is customer tracking, and what can that do to improve, uh, improve a business's bottom line? Uh, so we go tactical, and then we go strategic. Tactically, I want to track what people are doing so I can improve their process. So your, your website, don't, don't ever think of your website as being a bunch of pages. It's a bunch of customer processes. What are people trying to do when they come to your website? If I track how they are trying to accomplish that, then I can tweak things and make the process smoother and easier and faster. They can buy things easier. Amazon one-click purchase, an absolutely perfect example. How do you make it easier for somebody to buy? You give them one button, they purchase it, you get a thank you page, you're done. It's great. So if somebody wants to return a product, how do you make it as simple as possible for them to do that? So think of website in terms of verbs. So I'm looking at my website in terms of optimization. I want to optimize my customers' processes. That's the tactical. Now we get strategic. I want to keep track of what people are doing because it gives me a window into the hearts and minds of the marketplace. Are they, are they going to click on taste great or less filling? Are they going to click on, here's my favorite, buy one, get one free, or two for the price of one? One of those will get more clicks. We, we don't know why. We don't need to know why. We just need to experiment. And if you do that experimentation to optimize, you also get this insight out the back end of what are people thinking? What are they drawn to? What are they interested in? How do we change our products to better satisfy what they might not even know themselves is their craving? So this window into the hearts and minds just fascinates me. How do you, when talking to your customers, how do you break down web users? What demographics do you use to describe their visitors? All of them. A little, a little less general, yeah. Um, all the different ways that you can categorize your customers should be put to use. You should categorize them by their behavior. So where do they come from? They come from a search engine. They come from a banner ad. They come from a press release. So there's a category. What do they do? They look at this information. They look at that information. They hit the back button a lot. So there's behavior. What are the outcomes? What do they buy? What do they return? Are they profitable? And then, and then if you can get them to reveal stuff about themselves, what are they interested in? What are their demographics? Who are they? All of that goes into the data set, and now it's a matter of slicing and dicing. Which categorization yields me the most insight? The answer is it depends. So what data do you have? How good are your analysts at statistically analyzing that information? And how good are your creative people at not picking exactly the right color of teal, but picking the right experiment to see, is this going to get more results than that? So how do people segment as often as they can? Are there any specific tools that your analysts use when looking at uh, client websites? Yeah, there, there's a handful of web analytics tools that are out there. Um, most of them are my clients in that I, I produce the eMetrics Summit and they come in their sponsors. So I'm very careful not to recommend any of them over any others. I will recommend, if people are interested to see a list of them, to go to the uh, Web Analytics Association website and see you know, who's listed there, which is very briefly found at webanalyticsassociation.org. 
How about some of the analytics package that are being put out by the major search engines themselves? Uh, Google Analytics, for instance. How useful is that to webmasters? Google Analytics is very useful. It's, um, it's a really solid uh, 7 on a scale of 1 to 10. It is, you know, it's free. It is, it is downloadable and installable and usable right out of the box. It's a great tool. And it will get you a solid 75% of the way you need to go. So for the vast majority of small businesses, it's, it's a killer app. But if, you need to, if you're a pure play or you're a large company, you need to take it to the next level, and now you're going to start spending money on some of those other for-sale vendors. In the, uh, in the world of online marketing, what's hot, what's not, what's up and coming, what should people be looking at? So hot must be social networking, huh? Um, what's not, I, I don't know. So here's what's hot to me. Making your website about your customers instead of about your company. Now, that's been my, my mantra since 1993 when I started looking at all this stuff. And that goes all the way to Web 2.0 social networking, where that's, if, you, if you build an area on your website that is a community, well, then it is all about them. So how customer-centric can you be? And that's, that's what you should be examining. Should you do it blindly? Absolutely not. Different strokes for different folks. But that's sort of what's hot right now. Okay. And in the social networking field, is there any application, program, uh, channel, or track that, it, that you see taking off over others? No. Um, if, I had to, if I had to pick one, I'd say it's, it's not a particular technology or approach. It's people... The, the thing that people like most and the reason that the Internet is so successful is it gives people a chance to talk to people. So if you create a community of people who like listening to radio online, if you create a community of people who like to wear black shoes, if you create a community of anything, I love to have an excuse to talk about my breed of dog or the kind of gardening I'm doing or the laptop that I own. And, and I wear a bunch of different hats. You know, I've got, a, I've got a niece with a new baby, and she'll do anything to talk to people about their babies and, it's, and, and give people a chance to communicate with each other, whether it's through email or online chat or uploading videos or sharing PowerPoint. I don't care what the technology is. People like to talk to people. Let's have a couple more questions for you. I know you have a plane to catch. You're off to London next. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm heading over for um, Jacob Nielsen's Usability Week. We did it a couple of weeks ago in Seattle. This is the London show. And uh, then a couple more whirlwind trips, and then I'm, I kind of settle down towards Christmas. I get to stay home for a while and catch up on my email. Usability or accessibility, which would you have your clients focus on? They're, they're both pretty close. Um, let me define them. Accessibility is... Uh, can your website be consumed by those who have, uh, I don't know what the proper pers- the politically correct term is, who are handicapped, who are blind, who are not able to surf the way the rest of us. So accessibility is a matter of law, and you have to be accessible. And whether or not you're going to get in trouble depends on who your audience is and whether they come after you or not. So be aware. Usability is a whole other animal. Usability is can people accomplish the tasks they want to and, and here's where I use usability and analytics together. Bring people into your shop, sit them down, give them a task, and watch where they screw up. These people are so dumb, they don't know how to use my website. How dumb are they? How, my goodness. And then you realize after about the 10th one makes the same mistake, maybe the button has the wrong label on it. So maybe we have a usability issue here. 
Then I'm going to change the label and look at web analytics to determine whether or not I'm getting more success of accomplished tasks. That tells me I fixed the problem. So usability tells me, and, and surveys will also tell me where the problem is, and then analytics will tell me if I fixed it or not. You and Jacob, you, you market a brand of what I'd call advanced common sense. Now, what I want to know, it's advanced common sense, but it's common sense. Why does it take intelligent people, people who can run major corporations, why does it take them so long to catch on to common sense? It, it, it's not common. Um, and the big problem is that this stuff really is complex. It's the, the, the smoke and mirrors here is that I am providing what is common sense but is actually um, simplification. I take complex issues and simplify them to the point where they can be understood, but then you actually have to do the work, and doing the work is, is difficult. If you have a team of 10 people trying to accomplish a task, the, just the communication to keep everybody on board and going in the right direction is difficult. Um, I, I'm a one-man company. I have my own website and I had a third party design my website, and I got into an argument with their usability person about a specific type of layout that I just thought was, was not as simple as it might be. And she was adamant that this was the standard approach. It was tried and it was tested, tried, tested, proven. Statistically, we know that this works better. I didn't like it, and I thought, you know what? I have to pick my battles, and this one isn't worth fighting. So I lost. I'm a one man company who wasn't able to get his website the way he wanted to because it was a battle I didn't want to fight. Now, now, what if you work for a major corporation? The complexity is overwhelming. This stuff is hard. That's, that's the final answer. Now, I, I, I find that hilarious. You had a webmaster or a web designer arguing with you on usability. How many of your clients actually, actually argue, argue the wisdom back at you? Many of them do, and they do it successfully when they have the data. If you show me test results that prove that I was wrong, and I, you know, I've got stories about, I've got one story where I sent a guy a check back because I gave him the wrong answer. So it was a company that, that does resumes, and you get a resume package and a, a whole design idea of how to go about selling yourself to a company. And you, you order this thing online, they mail it to you through the postal mail, with an invoice and you write a check and mail it back. And I said, you know, this is going to be much more successful if I can do it with a credit card. And I said, okay, fine. So they paid the $1,500 to become a merchant. They, they paid the $500 to get their webmaster to put the form together. Sales went down by 20% in a, for two months. And I said, okay, let's look at everything else. What else did you do? Did you change your advertising? Did you change your copy? They had changed nothing. And I said, all right, I only know one test Go back to the original way you had it before you took credit cards just to see what happens. Sales went up 20% instantly. And we sat around and scratched our heads and said, okay, what happens is people print out the order form and it sits on their desk and it reminds them every day that they should do this. And then in a moment of weakness, they write a check. But if you force them right now, give me a credit card or go away, they go away. So he had by then, by the time we'd finished that test, he'd already paid my invoice I sent him his money back. My, my consulting did not help him, and it lost him 20% of sales for two months, and I had to turn all of my mirrors facing the wall for a week. That was a, that's a great story. That was most kind of you to, to, to send his check back. Now, are you ever surprised by some of the stuff you learn in your, in, in your consulting business? Constantly. That's why I'm addicted to it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, 
my brain is set up that when I learn something new, all the serotonin and dopamine go crazy. And so I'm desperate to learn new stuff. And when I go talk to real people about real problems and try to come up with some kind of solution, some kind of, you know, this will work better than that, but if you can only accomplish this with the resources that you have, then let's do it this way, then it's, it's all a learning process. And that's what consulting is. I just go in and ask a bunch of questions, and I learn what they're trying to accomplish and help them see way out of the, the trees. And it's hugely rewarding because of the learning that happens. Are you taking on new clients now? I sure um, can I can I get back to you in like December when we might be able to talk about when I might be able to help you out it's it's all a matter of scheduling so if uh, you know and, and here's here's the secret if you got a question and it's a short question and it needs a short answer and you email me I'm intrigued and I write back an answer if you have a long question it goes into the I'll get that eventually pile so new clients, um, you know, if they need some, if they need a workshop, I can I can always squeeze in a workshop. If they need a big project done, oh well, now it's a scheduling issue, and maybe I'll recommend some of my colleagues to help you out instead. Jim, thank you so much for taking the fifteen minutes to sit and talk with us here. Um, this is Jim Hedger from for Webmaster Radio, live from New York at the Ad Tech Show. You're off to uh, Jacob Nielsen's Usability Summit in uh, London, England. So anyone across the water listening in. There's a, a great show starting next week, is it? All, all next week at the Millennium Gloucester in London. Jim, thank you so much. Have a great flight. Uh, this is Jim Hedger signing off from New York City. Live coverage from the show floor at AdTech. From webmasterradio.fm, the official radio station for AdTech. Sponsored by PaperPost, the consumer-generated advertising network. Spread buzz throughout the blogosphere and kickstart your viral marketing campaign at paperpost.com. Viva la revolution. Sit tight and don't move. AdTech Connect. We'll be right back. Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with PaperPost, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at PaperPost will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through PaperPost. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Viva la revolution! Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienose.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results and at your command. Genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genienose has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. 
Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? What kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. Incredibly entertaining. I want to ask you a question that comes with controversy. Oh, now you're really tapping into it, Byron. See, now you get a chance to ask all the questions that you always wanted to know. Even better, this is going to be podcast so we can listen and laugh later. This is one of your favorite things. Keep it simple, stupid. It was Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Yeah, no question. I think it was Tiger, 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 Tiger. <laughs> he is the name. I mean, he is what golf is uh, resting on right now. <laughs> I think he's a great team player. He did buy his wife a new yacht. Yeah, well, for that team, he's doing well. Yeah. <laughs> Get to know Melanie Mayer on Life Tips, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Learning how to monetize your domains, zero dollars. Listening to affiliate marketing tips on your iPod, zero dollars. Getting the latest search news on your cell phone, zero dollars. Listening to Dave N. talk about garlic breath, well, worthless. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to AdTech Connect. Thank you for joining us. We now return you to highlights from AdTech New York 2006. Get clicked, covered, and ringed on. All along on WebmasterRadio.fm. Your destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And worldwide, WebmasterRadio.fm presents the best in trade show coverage from around the planet. Now, WebmasterRadio.fm, the official radio station for AdTech, presents live coverage from the show floor at AdTech. We now bring you an AdTech Spotlight. Sponsored by PaperPost, the consumer-generated advertising network. Spread buzz throughout the blogosphere and kickstart your viral marketing campaign at PaperPost.com. Viva la revolution. From the trade show floor, here's our roving reporter. Hey everyone, this is Brandy Shapiro-Babin and I am sitting here with Patrick McKenna, who's the CEO and co-founder of DMI Partners. Welcome. Thank you. So things you've spoken today at AdTech. Yep, that's correct. We spoke on a panel for planning search marketing campaigns. Okay, so what's the most important thing when planning a search engine campaign? I think the most important component of planning a search marketing campaign is uh, starting at the very beginning. Um, when you're developing a website, think about the search engine optimization. Um, when you're thinking about your keyword tools, um, to think about each keyword and how it relates to the business goals and objectives. And that brings to the real main point, which is 
think about what the business goals are. Um, what is the client's goal and how are you going to achieve that goal over a period of time? Um, and what are the steps to get to that goal? Good for you. Now, sitting on a panel with, you know, I, I, Barbara, you had Barbara Cole on there. There was, you know, a, a bunch of you. Who gave the best, outside of you, who gave the best piece of information on your panel and what was it? I think it was a combination of everybody. It's kind of a cop-out answer, I guess. But um, everybody came together and, and gave their own little uh, component of their perspective from a client perspective, from an agency perspective, managing those two relationships, um, and managing the whole group from a project management standpoint. Um, so coming together as a group was really what made the most sense um, to all the people who were in the audience, because um, it is such an integrated component of your business. It, it crosses between public relations, um, marketing, IT, web development, you name it, that's where SEO hits in. No, oh, absolutely. And you brought up such a good point that when you build a site, you build it for SEO first, then for design. Exactly. And there's many users. There's a search engine users. There's your actual users. There's the users from the website. There's corporate users. Making sure that you're speaking to all those different user bases is most important. You know what? Well said, because we, uh, also, I also co-host Cover Story with David McGinnis of PR Web, and we're always talking about speaking to your publics, all of your publics. And sometimes people don't understand that there's a differentiation between the various publics that pertain to a company. Internal and external. So after, do you ever get off the panel and go, oh, wow, I could have just said this one thing. Like, what's the one thing you didn't say on the panel that you wish you had contributed? Um, you know, I, I think that the, the main thing that, that we focused on is really the business goals. And, and that's really the most important part. Um, the, the one complicated component there is, is what happens offline and, and linking that back in. I think that was one thing that we all kind of missed from the discussion was, you know, what happens to the customers after they take their final action? What happens when you reach your goal? What's the long-term results from the work that you do? Uh, making sure you're paying attention to that and that you achieve those results. Okay, so what do you do when they're offline? I mean, the, the main thing is paying attention to what your customers are going to do. So there's a lot that you can measure online, but when, they, when you go offline and get into the customer management system, paying attention to them and linking that back to your offline so that you're making sure that each keyword that you're paying attention to performs not only well online, but also offline. Um, and so it's being able to link into your client systems and match that data up with what's going on online. That's so exciting. Now, from a personal note, you went to Harvard. When you, when you went to Harvard, which you know, I'm sure your parents are very, very proud of you, you got a Harvard graduate, what, what, did, what were you going to use that education for? Um, well, when I was there, I thought I was going to go to medical school. I decided not to. Why? Why did you decide not to go? Your mother would have been so proud. Uh, I didn't like organic chemistry, like so many people who decide not to go to medical school. But you do like organic SEO. There you go. Very good. Um, but then I was interested in business and politics. I started working for a company in Boston run by Joe Kennedy, that was a, who's a politician in business. Um, I decided pretty quickly that I like business and not politics and was able to learn from a lot of very interested uh, and knowledgeable people there about the business fundamentals. And, rest is history. Good for you. So I understand you have offices in Philly and Boston and Boca. Yep. And uh, our main office is in Philadelphia, right downtown. Um, my other partner uh, manages an office down in Florida, which is mainly a sales and marketing office. So it's very exciting. Growing, dip, growing by the day. Well, good deal. I'm so glad that you're here at AdTech, and I'm so glad you had a spectacular panel today. And hopefully you'll come back and continue to contribute more to our listening audience. Sounds great. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbins signing off from our live interview at AdTech. Live coverage from the show floor at AdTech. From webmasterradio.fm, the official radio station for AdTech. Sponsored by PaperPost, the consumer-generated advertising network. Spread buzz throughout the blogosphere and kickstart your viral marketing
campaign at payperpost.com. Viva la revolution. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. Google AdSense. How do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web, web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Flashback, November 2004. A brand new radio station launched onto the World Wide Web. That station was WebmasterRadio.fm. Today, Webmaster Radio is one of the fastest growing internet media outlets in the world. The world. Webmaster Radio boasts one of the most respected talk radio lineups in the internet business world. Danny Sullivan, Chris Paul, Susan Brat, Jim Hedger, Barry Schwartz, Jeremy Shoemaker, Ryan and Jeffrey Eisenberg, Greg Nyland, Katie Kempner. We travel coast to coast to bring you the most extensive and detailed live coverage of the most high profile trade shows in the world. Ad tech, search engine strategy, RSA, Webmaster World, DMA, Ecom Expo. And we have brought you keynote speeches and and interviews of some of the biggest influential names in business today. Eric Schmidt, Andrew Hayward, Barry Diller, John Patel, Keith Barraza, and way too many others to mention. Our live programming and on-demand podcasting keeps the B2B world informed. We are WebmasterRadio.fm, and we're everywhere. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. 
Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to AdTech Connect. Thank you for joining us. We now return you to highlights from AdTech New York 2006. And worldwide, webmasterradio.fm presents the best in trade show coverage from around the planet. Now, webmasterradio.fm, the official radio station for AdTech, presents live coverage from the show floor at AdTech. We now bring you an AdTech Spotlight. Sponsored by PaperPost, the consumer-generated advertising network. Spread buzz throughout the blogosphere and kickstart your viral marketing campaign at PaperPost.com. Viva la revolution. From the trade show floor, here's our roving reporter. Hey, this is Jim Hedger from the Alternatives on Webmaster Radio. Um, looks like Webmaster Radio signed me up to be one of their floor roving reporters. And I'm sitting here with Todd Dunlop from Neverblue Media in Victoria, B.C. How's it going, Todd? It's uh, been a great show, and uh, thanks for having me on. Well, welcome here. I'm glad to have you here. Um, Neverblue is a company formed in Victoria, British Columbia. 2003, you've been around since? That's correct. We just uh, we started the company at the end of 2003 and uh, been going strong ever since. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what Neverblue does? Sure. Neverblue Media actually uh, has a range of different product offering. We started as, uh, actually as a SEM company, search engine marketing company, as an affiliate. And we've actually uh, continued to grow into having our own CPA, cost per action affiliate network, a cross-public network, uh, which is a network for other affiliate networks, co-registration, so lead generation within PATH, and we also have a number of our own properties, and uh, we've also even actually spun out a call center that we now own ourselves as well. What's the call center deal with? Uh, call center is actually uh, mostly education. We also do financial, and basically it's qualifying. It's taking interested parties in a product and uh, really qualifying them and making them the, uh, the most qualified quality lead we can pass on to the end advertiser. Now, one of the things that Neverblue does, and something that a lot of the people at the show have been talking about, is uh, a new product of yours, Neverblue Ads. Uh, you're calling that better affiliate marketing. What, what, do, what do you guys mean by that? Sure. Uh, Neverblue Ads is our, our cost per action affiliate network that we've had for over a year now. It's about a year and a half, two years old. Uh, it, it's grown tremendously as we've uh, kind of put in the effort. And what we actually just have launched that's kind of creating a bit of a buzz around our booth and at the show is really launching our own technology to power that affiliate network. Um, by having our own technology, we're able to really service our uh, affiliates and advertisers, come up with unique, unique solutions, um, provide them with optimized banners, rotators, better tracking, integration into their systems. Pretty much the sky's the limit with uh, having that technology now. You guys are just trying to break into the uh, American market. You're a Canadian company. What are some of the trials, challenges, and tribulations dealing with uh, an American market from a Canadian perspective? Sure. Well, since day one, our, our market has been the United States. Um, we, we see it as a great honor to be able to kind of live up in Victoria, beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, and play with the Americans and, and play in the American market. Uh, we kind of view Canada very similar to uh, you know, European countries, same kind of market penetration. It's an area that we're, we're looking to grow into, but the American market is really where our core is. Okay. Um, and one of the, another thing that everyone's talking about here at the show, that's def- at the Never Blue booth, um, you guys are giving away a hockey sweater. And this isn't just any hockey sweater, friends. This is a Mar- signed Marc Messier New York Rangers sweater. This is a, he was captain of the Rangers. Um, how did you get that shirt? Like, what, what, what strings did you have to pull to get that hockey shirt? Um, we actually uh, we work with a, 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 
a special individual who, who kind of markets in this, and they work with us every year to find the most unique, most dynamic kind of offering that we can. Last year, we were able actually to give a Gretzky, signed Gretzky uniform, Rangers as well. Uh, we've done uh, Joe Montana in when we were in San Francisco. Basically, we really want to provide the most unique uh, booth prize, and it gets people in, and uh, it's a good Canadian boy that uh, did some really great stuff here in New York. Tell me a little bit more about your cost per action program. How does it work? Uh, explain it to the listeners. Sure. Uh, for people that aren't familiar with a cost per action program, basically we only get paid or our, our affiliates get paid when a consumer does an action. So we're looking for advertisers that are in the lead generation, looking for potential new clients um, who are maybe looking to actually have the sale. But at the end of the day, the user at the end of the day has to make some sort of action. That may be signing up for the uh, a newsletter, it may be downloading a toolbar, it may be signing up for a mortgage lead, education lead, um, signing up for a dating program. It's basically going ahead and making an action. You've worked in the SEM field for three, four years now. What, uh, what direction do you see it going in? Where are more, where are more companies going to be coming in and where, where, how are they going to be marketing to the public? We see the uh, the SEM area continue to really grow in in quality, and that's really led by Google's you know strive to have the highest quality thing, uh, quality product, user experience. So what we're really focusing on, and, and we see coming down, is really providing the end user as much quantity as possible. We see you know search engines like Google treating the advertisements in the similar way they do natural search, that the best quality site, the most product offering. So you know the uh, the old days of just doing an ad in Google is no longer there. Uh, you know, the arbitrage model no longer really works. You have to be providing some really high quality uh, uh, user experience. So when you have a new client, what, uh, what process do you guide them through? What, what, what do you tell your new clients? Well, new clients that we're bringing on to our, our, our CPA network is basically, you know, if there's an advertiser that's never really done CPA advertising, the first thing is let's give it a shot. Let's give it a try. Let's find the price point that works. Um, and one of the unique things we're able to do for advertisers is to come bring them in, give them a, a test on a, through our search marketing channels, through some of our email partners, find out where the metrics are before we put them on the network. Um, at that point, we really we find that price point, we put them on the network. Uh, we usually try to find really that exclusive, unique offers to uh, bring to our publishers. Well, the network. Um, you also have a, a product called your cross-pub network, cross-publishing. Um, tell us about that. Sure. The cross-publishing network is uh, basically our product that allows us to take exclusives or internal offers that we have um, on our, our CPA network, Never Blue Ads, and provide them to other affiliate networks. And that really just extends the reach. Um, we know we've done all the hard work to find out where the volume will convert, what affiliate networks will uh, be able to provide that really high-quality return for a customer. And once they've you know got the taste of the leads and been able to get the great volume we're providing, if we're looking for additional or looking to backfill, we can find that additional volume. That's through our partners through CrossPub Network. So are the days of the individual affiliate marketer, the guy sitting in his basement tapping away on the computer, are, are those days numbered? We don't see those days as numbered. Uh, we see those people that uh, they're really kind of, they're able to move and change with affiliate marketing much quicker than any of the, the companies or small and large companies because, you know, if there's a change in the industry, they've changed and evolved that next day. And as long as the individuals are excited about that opportunity to be dynamic and willing to make changes and, you know, evolve with the industry, um, I think there'll, there'll be a place for them. Do you work with any of them? 
we work with lots of them. They, it, uh, you know, th- those are some of our uh, best people that we want on our team. The, the affiliates um, that are at home and are at home or in their small offices, really plugging away. And those are the people that are finding unique opportunities to really develop uh, the affiliate marketing space. So, what do new client wants to come on with you? What do you need from them? Where do they have to be before they're ready to come on with you guys? Sure. Basically, we're looking for an advertiser that has a product that they're looking for potential new clients on our cost per lead area um, that actually know what they're, they're looking for, some sort of action. And at that point, uh, we can help them get the creative done. We can help them with the uh, landing page. We have a lot of resources in-house to help them that and, and with the testing to help them uh, kind of go to the next level. Okay, let's jump into a co-reg solution, co-registration. What's that all about? Sure, co-reg uh, solutions is it's for co-regs or, for example, lead generation is also called. And a great example of that is when you're in, uh, you know, signing up for a Hotmail account after you've signed up, they offer you additional you know, products or services, kind of an upsell. We have those kind of upsells that people, affiliates, can put into their own websites if they maybe someone signs up for the affiliates newsletter or they've made a sale or they've made some sort of interaction with the consumer, we can provide them, uh, I guess, a link into upselling them and to uh, get some more revenue off of it. From what I understand, from just from our very short conversation, from checking out your booth, you're a f- full-service affiliate, affiliate marketing company with a few other services. We like to call ourselves really that, you know, better affiliate marketing because there's so many different areas we can grow and we feel that we like to, to be able to service as many of them as we can. Um, be that through our affiliate network, through our knowledge, because we are search engine marketers ourselves. We do have a division that does that. We like to be as, well, as well-rounded as we can. Okay, well, you're the NeverBlue SEM division. I, I imagine that was one of the first divisions of the company, and it's uh, obviously su- successful enough that you've kept it on as a division. Um, do you work mostly with Google, Yahoo, Ask, MSN? Do you work with any of the other engines? Sure, yeah. We work with uh, some of the other engines like Miva. Um, you know, we work with some of the other different uh, cost per click, even in a, not a, a search environment, but in a targeted environment. We really, you know, at the end of the day, if we can find a, a provider that is able to give us that quality traffic, um, we're excited to work with them and uh, provide those even, you know, provide some input to our affiliates on some of those up-and-comers. So at the show, is Never Blue looking for partners? Are you, are you looking to hook up with anyone here? Uh, at the show, we're looking to uh, bring on new advertisers to grow the uh, relationship with our current advertisers, find out new projects they're working on, and uh, to find you know, some great distribution through uh, existing companies, as well as you know, this is a great opportunity to touch base with some of the, uh, the webmasters that are at home right now that weren't able to make it to ad tech, and to uh, let them know that you know, neverblueads.com is out there, and really to sign up and see about you know, all the great ads that we're able to provide to them. So if somebody wants to sign up with you, if they want to contact NeverBlue, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Should they phone you? Should they email you? Do they have, you have a form on your website? The, uh, the best place, just neverblue.com. You'll, uh, you'll have access to all our different resources from uh, the NeverBlue ads to CoReg, basically to access to uh, pretty much everything. Um, and you can really you can hit that that website and find all the contact information, or uh, give our team a call at one eight seven seven lead gen. Okay, the la- uh, last area I want to look at you have um, a product called Never Blue Properties. How many um, how many how many domains are you sitting on? 
we're, we're sitting on hundreds of domains, but uh, I, I guess the, the focus of Neverblue Properties is really to take a product that maybe an advertiser is yet to be able to really develop the website or their, their page as much as uh, they've wanted to, or maybe their focus is on the actual converting of the offer and have yet to get to that stage. We're able to really be a consolidator to act, you know, create new ads for advertisers and, and be able to brand those advertisers into a, a new dynamic product. So, how do you find the show? This is uh, this is crazy. There's thousands of people here. Yeah, this show is, uh, you know, this is probably the best show to come to. You know, we we recommend it to a lot of our affiliates to really come out to the show and uh, the ad tech in New York is probably one of the best ones to come to. When we when we started coming uh, three four years ago, it was one room uh, and there was very few people and the booths were. Um, let's just say not as fancy as they are now and the industry itself has really grown and uh, we are at three floors now I'm not sure what they're going to do next year the, the you know there's pretty uh, pretty great great kind of evolution over this short period of time well Todd thank you so much for being on Webmaster Radio this is uh, Webmaster Radio roving reporter Jim Hedger signing off live coverage from the show floor at AdTech from webmasterradio.fm, the official radio station for ad tech. Sponsored by PaperPost, the consumer-generated advertising network. Spread buzz throughout the blogosphere and kickstart your viral marketing campaign at paperpost.com. Viva la revolution. And with that, we conclude this edition of Ad Tech Connect here on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, we thank you for joining us here on the program. Join us next week for another great broadcast, which you can find each and every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific here on webmasterradio.fm or check out our archives on the archives page at webmasterradio.fm. We want to go ahead and thank our guests, Patrick McKenna, Jim Stern, and Todd Dunlop for joining us on the program. Again, we want to go ahead and thank our roving reporters, Jim Hedger and Brandy Shapiro-Babin for taking care of that for us. And we thank all of you that joined us at AdTech New York. We hope you come back next year and we'll have another AdTech Connect next time. Until then, the pleasure's been yours. So long, everybody. AdTech.